This is my worship. This is my offering. In every moment, I withhold nothing. I'm learning to trust you. Oh my goodness. What's up, everybody? This is Society of Kingdom Minds. I am one of the hosts, Joshua T. Berglund, and I am blessed to be here today. Um, this is an interactive broadcast, so you guys please get involved, share with your friends, ask questions, follow along, no matter what platform you're watching from. Of course, if you're watching on the Live Mana Worldwide Network, you can't really comment, but do share with friends. This is a lot of fun. This is actually one of the favorite broadcasts that I get to do um, because there is so much wisdom here. You will learn something that you probably most likely are not going to learn anywhere else. And that's because each and every one of the kingdom minds that are a part of this broadcast are exceptional, extraordinary human beings that are very highly skilled, um, well-versed in their fields, and just spirit-led humans. So you know, what they don't know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will show up and flow through them and drop a nugget that will blow you away. Um, I say I'm blessed to be a part of this, even though I'm a part of it. Like, I'm blessed to be a part of it probably more so because I get to learn from our amazing other co-host, like Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Hi. Hi. And Dr. Guy Henry, I don't know where everyone else is, but we'll just go with the flow. So welcome to Society of Kingdom Minds. Uh, it is blessed. I am blessed to see both of you here, and welcome to our audience. Thank you for being here. Well, I know that uh, um, John Kellogg is not only still in Africa, he has no internet. Spotty once in a while, he's gotten, oh. gotten a message, so he's living on the dark side of the planet. <laughs> wow. No, no technology. And wow. uh, uh, Carlos is uh, uh, uncertain uh, if he can make it today. And um, I followed up on an email with Caroline. Um, they had a time change in the UK. It messed me up Thursday. I got up an hour earlier, not knowing that they had a time change. And I had a whole extra hour to sleep because this is like old dark 30 in the morning that I have to do this. <laughs> And I could have an extra hour of sleep, but then obviously you don't go back to sleep for an hour. So um, anyway, it might be a time change issue with her. Um, I, I sent her a, an email. Hopefully she'll get it figured out and still join us. So that's kind of where we're at. It's it's the three of us. Well, oh. welcome. Let's start before we, <laughs> before we go into everything, before Dr. Henry takes over. Really quick, Dr. Ruth, what are you grateful for today? Being alive. Being alive. Life. Why? Yeah. Why are you grateful to be alive? Because the scripture, and it's, it's so true. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have life more abundantly. And that word there is Zoe, which is full, fruitful, blossoming life. And I'm just grateful because every day I get to see something new from God, whether it's a dark day, a bad day, or what seems like a dark day, even on my worst day, it is my best day because of the King of glory who is living on the inside of me. So I am so grateful for my life. That's a good answer. Dr. Henry, what about you? Well, I'm going to just kind of play off of that a little bit in the sense that for me, I'm grateful just to be able to be part of kingdom, be part of, you know, serving in in this capacity as a minister, uh, missiologist, whatever. Um, I heard it said one time that the worst day in the kingdom of God is still better than the best day in the world. Hmm. So uh, we may have what we consider not the day we hope for, like Dr. Ruth was saying but no matter what, a bad day is still a good day in God's kingdom. So Amen. I'm just grateful right. to be able to be his servant. Amen. Yeah, there could be worse things that I think we could all be doing. Um, Did that. <laughs> I'm grateful. You know, sometimes it's like God is always working in our lives, whether we notice it or not. But every yes. once in a while, we get yeah. this. 5D, 3D, 4D, four-dimensional, five-dimensional look at what God is doing. Like he gets to, gives us a peek behind the scenes, behind the curtain. And 
It's so cool. I got to experience that. I think for the first time in my life this week, and I was like, wow, God really is with me. And, and it felt amazing. And it's, I'm not saying that to brag or anything, but you know, when God reveals, God will reveal himself in the most amazing ways and the most shocking ways sometimes. And getting to see a five-dimensional look at how he was moving pieces and how things are connected really just, it just floored me. And I was really grateful. I got to experience it with Jessica and just a tremendous uh, experience. I'm grateful for that, for sure. Yeah, great. That's great. Sometimes it's the simplest things that are the most profound because yes. we don't expect them. And then all of a sudden something, wow. It's like God takes us in this drone to be able to get up and see over top of it all. You know? <laughs> yes. That's and, how God is. Yeah. Well, I almost started singing when you were uh, talking, Doctor Guy, and then Ooh. Joshua. Yeah, I'm, well, I used, um, I still lead praise and worship, but yeah, I almost started Go singing. I, I still play yeah. the drums. Hey, you guys are welcome. To sing. Let's worship. Let's worship. Come on, let's go in. Good. That's one of the things I miss not being in Honduras because I'm still on the worship team in Honduras. Hey, there she is. Hi. Snap. Hey, how are you? How are you, Caroline? I am well, thank you. I was a bit confused. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure whether it's now because we usually meet at six o'clock um, UK time and it's five o'clock. That's why I was confused because I know this happens only this week and next week we are back to you guys being five hours behind us. So That's it's it. kind of, yeah. I was just sharing earlier, I had the same experience Thursday morning. I got up an hour earlier than I needed to because I didn't know the UK changed their time, let yeah. alone when. So um, <laughs> I got up an hour earlier than I needed to. Oh, yeah. So, it's uh, all good. It's all good. It's all I'm good. glad it's... I'm glad that I asked earlier and, and, and I didn't log in at 6 o'clock my time because that would be <laughs> late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll Really welcome. quick, well, first of all, welcome. And I want to know what you're grateful for, but I want to give a shout out really quick. Krista, good to see you. Welcome. Uh, thank you for being here. Sonny Von Cleveland, my man, great to see you, brother. Uh, you're going to have to join in one of these conversations. I'd love to hear your perspective with some of the things that we talk about here. Uh, and my lovely queen, Jessica, always good to see you. Oh, look at that right dress. There. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> look at that dress. Um, <laughs> I am an inspirational and renal cancer during COVID. I don't know what that means, um, that you're inspiring with renal cancer during COVID. I don't know how to decipher that, but I do know you to be an inspiring person. So maybe that's what you meant. So Amen. Caroline, what are you grateful for today? And then Dr. Henry, let's kick it off. I am grateful for being alive, healthy, and well, and being in my sound mind. And I'm just grateful that I know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, at a personal level. See? One spirit. What did you guys say? What did you guys say? The same thing you said, the exact same thing. <laughs> and, and I'm grateful that we have Josh today. So I am yeah. praying for you and the voice. Uh, yeah. yeah. I miss you guys. I'm I, yeah. I miss not being here. I, as I said to open up, this is like my favorite. <laughs> I love getting to do this. It's more fun. It's more fun than yeah. doing my own show. So well, yeah. we determined last week that I am Joshua is you. I am not Joshua is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't use that excuse. He, he kept on saying all the time, just so you know, I am not Joshua. It's like, we got it already. I, man, I want to go off on a tangent, though, about that, because it, it, it really shows how our purpose really is for us. It's like our thing. But just like our relationship with Jesus is personal. Yes. You know, of course, we get to profess the love of Jesus and, like, we get to wear our, you know, share our testimonies. But like the relationship element of it is 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 so personal, and that's why like judging others and lashing out others and not meeting people where they're at mm -hmm. does so much harm to the kingdom and the work that God is trying to do. We should not be getting our hands in the Holy Spirit's business and other people. Oh yeah, come on, mm -hmm. preach. 
<laughs> I think I offended half of the audience last night with one of the rants I went on, but I mean it. Yeah. So anyway, we before because that's a like we could talk about that for four hours. But yes. today we have a beautiful, beautiful subject that I love speaking about because this to me equals purpose and importance, and that is talking about covenant, Doctor mm -hmm. Henry. Well, that's ironic that you would say that. And not only that, did you actually set this up, you know, in the fact that we are team and and um, and we want to incorporate teamwork in covenant. But you're saying you enjoy this this theme. It has been my experience that many people really don't like or not are not attracted to this particular theme because it sounds complicated. We see all the, you know, the the covenants in the Bible and we think this is just too much to get. And it's really not. I mean, it's there's enough information I could talk about Covenant for a year. Um, wrote a book on it. I'll sell you the book. Um, but uh, it's not that that it's complicated. It's just profound. That they're not necessarily the same thing. So um, I do believe, however, that it is very important in reference to teamwork. And uh, those are some of the things that we want to cover uh, with that today. <clears throat> um, and if we don't go into, let me just preface this a little bit. And we ended with this. That's kind of why I want to preface it. We don't, we should never go into a team with the mentality of anything less than I'm in it a hundred percent. And even if our membership is for a predetermined time, we know that time is linear. All we have is this moment. We need to be 100% committed to the team that we go into. If we are going to be affected, if we're going to make that team its ultimate effect, have its ultimate effectiveness. So um, to me, it's it's all in, or in my opinion, I just assume you're not joining the team, you know, because it's, it's, a, it's a level of commitment that makes the team work mm -hmm. in, the, in the teamwork. So I'll explain that a little bit more. Let's get started with um, a scripture and then just kind of, I don't know how much of this we're going to get through. I don't know how much time we could dedicate, you know, more than one broadcast or not. I guess we'll have to see how this goes because, like I say, there is a lot. And, you know, of course, we'll develop this in the actual program, um, which if we have time at the end, Joshua, you're responsible to remind me to add something about that. Okay. So um, 1 Corinthians 12, 20, uh, 12, 12. And then 25 through 26, just as a body, I know everybody knows these, but it's a good preface, good setup. Just as a body, the one has many parts, but all its parts or many parts form one body. And so it is in Christ. So that there should be, and we'll just jump down to, for time's sake, to verse 25, so that there would be no division in the body, but that the parts should have equal concern for each other. See, we're so concerned about ourselves, we don't have to be concerned about ourselves. The equal concern for each other more than covers my concern for me. If I'm concerned for you four, you four are concerned for me, I win. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And wow. so I've got four concerned for me, whether if I'm concerned for me, I basically eliminate or nullify your concern for me because I'm concerned for me. I need, to, I need to surrender that. This is part of covenant. We're setting it up. And then it says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And a lot of times we don't think that that tr is true. We don't think that, well, I don't feel anything just because, you know, Dr. Ruth is going through something. It's not that we feel it. We're suffering. The problem is we don't know it because we are one body. Hmm. We may neglect the fact that, you know, you're a little uncomfortable with that little small ingrown toe, you know, toenail on your pinky toe. It's not that big a deal, but it's a bother. Ask your toe. And so the body suffers even though we have learned to get past it. And I think that we need to, through covenant, learn how we can be sensitive to one another because covenant is a powerful and binding agreement I'm gonna, i underline underline that word agreement it's an agreement we enter into an agreement it's settled now i don't have to think about that agreement anymore i should not have to be worried about it 
I shouldn't have to be self-conscious. We covered that, right? I don't have to be concerned. We're in agreement. We're in covenant. Because it affects every part that is affiliated within that team. I don't know if I've said enough to invoke comments yet. <laughs> I mean, with you guys, five words and you're already... Yeah, I mean, you've said quite a bit, and we, we all talk about covenant because of our perspective um, uh, fields, and we look at covenant from those perspective fields, but we can just use what happened um, last week, uh, members of one body not having Joshua, and I thought about, you know, what he brought or uh, brings to the team, the life and being able to switch in between uh in, in between segments, because although you are a true brain, Dr. Henry, you're not Joshua. And we've established that. But, uh, you know, it's just, Joshua. yeah, just needing that that person that brought that cohesion and the and the mm -hmm. that brings that life and that little that little uh, that little spark that just makes the whole show kind of fluid and flow together. I mean, it, we, we, it was evident that he wasn't there, not just because we didn't see him, but just because of that little oomph that he brings in. And yeah. so it's just, it's just like with the body, you mentioned the toe. I, I remember in ninth grade, you know, I was sitting at my desk and something happened with my big toenail. And mind you, so I, 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 apparently it was traumatizing because I'm talking about ninth grade here. And it was, you know, <laughs> it, it was it was so painful. I could hardly walk. And literally, my, my I started screaming. So that was my voice in my mouth getting involved with my body. My, I grabbed my toe. That was my hands getting involved. My whole body came to the rescue of the pain in that toe. And that's how the body of Christ should be. When at, at whatever capacity you have to offer it. That's mm. good. I like that. Caroline, <laughs> anything to add? When I think about covenant, uh, it reminds me a lot of, you know, when you get into a, just a simple agreement with somebody and you tell them something like, and this is very common, we do it all the time. We'll be like, okay, um, we're going to have in South Africa, where I lived for many years, uh, we had this thing called a braai, and it's barbecue, simply barbecue, but braai sounds better than barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're from Texas. <laughs> so then, so when we have a braai, you know, you you bring in, you bring in uh, white meat and red meat, and other people bring this, and some people bring um, bread, and some people make what we call pap in Kenya. We call it ugali, and it's a mix of maize meal, and you make it into like a doughy kind of thing, but it's made from maize meal. So different people bring different things, and I remember one time. Uh, I was very new in South Africa. In Kenya, you don't do that. You invite people for, in Kenya, we call Brian Nyamachoma. You invite people for Nyamachoma, you provide everything. And if someone wants to bring anything, they can, but they don't have to. In South Africa, it's different. You're invited for a bride, you come with your own meat and drink. Wow. Yeah, so so I was new in South Africa, and I hadn't gotten into the covenant of how things are done at a braai. So someone invited me to the braai, and I just, you know, they said, don't bring anything. And when they, they say don't bring anything, they mean don't bring a lot of things, but come with your meat and your drink. Mm. So I didn't know, and I rocked up with my drink, and that was it. And everybody had their meat and it was a big bride. And I was like, why is everyone so protective of their meat? I just come from Kenya, you know? <laughs> I was like, why is everyone saying this is my meat and this is my and this is mine and I'm vegetarian and I brought this? And I was just like, why are people so protective of the meat? Like everyone is like, are you done with your meat? I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And so I thought to myself, <laughs> thought to myself, people are just being territorial, it's new, they're being South African. So I just went and served myself. And this woman came and said, oh, that's my kid's meat. I was like, oh, okay, I'm happy to share. She said, no, I actually bought it. It's mine. And then I realized when you get into a covenant, first and foremost, it's very important to have an understanding of what it is you're getting yourself into. Amen. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere. 
<laughs> she wasn't just making us hungry. No, no just talking no. about meat and making people salivate. I was like, you need to really get into, you know, it's friendship that you're building and all that. Understand what you're getting yourself into before you get there and you realize, wow, maybe this is not for me. I'm mm -hmm. vegetarian. I don't eat red meat and I don't see a lot of white meat and chicken here, you know what is it that you want out of that relationship or the covenant? Because you don't have to get into every covenant with everybody. Truly. That's true. God, yeah. really, that is powerful. Yeah. Uh, we'll really discuss it later. I want you to do that, Josh, but I just want to take advantage. I guess we'll discuss later. When you break covenant, there are consequences. Hmm. That's why it's so important when you're going into a covenant that you make the decision on the, on the onset. I'm in. Barring it, all unforeseen things that I can't foresee, but I'm in. But if there is something on the beginning that says, you know what? I don't think I can get in agreement with that. Hey, I'm in agreement that I'm not in agreement with that. We're all good. I don't, I'm not part of that team. I've always been led, but really quick, I'm going to get to uh, Sonny's comment. If we focus yeah, hey, on the team as the smallest unit, as opposed to, to the individual, the mentality becomes centered on making the teamwork at its optimal capacity. And then he adds, the self is seen as an extension of the unit, not wow. an addition. Yeah. Very good. That's really good stuff, Sonny. Um, you might need to send that to me, Joshua, so I can add it. Okay. <laughs> we steal everything here. We steal everything. <laughs> we, no, we don't steal anything. We credit everyone whose stuff it is. Sunny 2020. <laughs> so um, I get really like, so when I meet people and if I, when I go out and network and like, and I'll meet somebody and I'll get a download for them or I'll see something for them where I go, oh, I get so excited and I want to help them or I see there's a collaboration there. And because and I've always been really led by emotion. Like I get excited about something and when I get excited about it, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. So I've entered into relationships or covenants with others, not having all of the facts ahead of time, not, not even thinking to ask qualifying questions. Mm -hmm. uh, what is like to really, really understand what it is like the other dynamics, because it's one thing where if I'm just sitting there talking to Dr. Ruth, but then all of a sudden I learned a couple of weeks later that Dr. Ruth has got 15 kids. Um, she's got, you know, she's got, uh, like she's got, she's running from the police. Um, she has multiple <laughs> personalities. Like, like on the surface, this was amazing. And I can't wait to get in this covenant. But then when you figure out the facts, so the other two to Caroline's point is what stimulated this thought was, you know, we really, before going into a covenant, establish the, the qualifying questions mm -hmm. to be able to fully understand what we are getting into to make sure that we're going to be on the same page throughout. And the other part, I think that's very, very important, especially and this is important for everybody. I just know from my own personal reasons, boundaries, like getting into a covenant with somebody that's going to respect your boundaries Amen. and not try to violate them. Because once that happens, then all bets are off. So I just wanted to add that because I thought Caroline, what Caroline said was beautiful. Amen. Great analogy. I'm, I'm hungry, but great analogy. Um, <laughs> And, and I'll just add, I mean, I don't know how we're even going to get through even half of this today, but um, we never do. <laughs> we never do. <laughs> but we have a good time. We have a good time. Um, but, you know, if we use marriage, which is the most common, well-known covenant, which is mm -hmm. really the ultimate covenant that God has with man, and that's why he has husband and wife to show that that's what his covenant is about. That's what the church is supposed to look like. And, and the church is a mess because marriages are a mess. Anyway, all that to say, you know, we can't foresee everything that we're going to encounter going into that covenant. Well, we go into that covenant with a commitment of love and we just say, you know what, for better or not so better. Because there are going to be some not so better. Wires. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's what it says. You know, 
if we <laughs> we have to understand the importance of the the benefit of staying within that covenant so that we are not or we don't become covenant breakers mm. if i can take that and launch just my next couple of statements because we can feed that together part of the power of covenant is that it encompasses and influences every area of our lives therefore the consequential blessings extend beyond our imagination likewise when we breach our covenant obligations and reese i like to take the word responsibility and break it into two our response ability our ability to respond and our responsibilities the adverse consequences of those violations are far more widespread than we're most likely to consider now but that being said we know that every covenant carries the blessing and the cursing we also know that under grace we've been redeemed by the curse of the law redeemed by the curse of the law however under grace we are able to bear up under the consequences of our breaking covenant but we are not exempt you go out and shoot somebody and you kill somebody there will be consequences but under mm -hmm. grace you will be able to endure it yeah now something that's important to know this is what revolutionized my life and, and understanding of covenant it is important to know that if you were in a covenant relationship but were not the one that broke that covenant you are not under any obligation to the consequence it is for the person or persons that break covenant that have to enter into the consequences of breaking covenant even though you may be the result of a broken covenant if you are not the breaker of that covenant you are still under the blessing of covenant mm. Everybody's quiet. I don't know. How do you break a covenant? We didn't know you were finished. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just figured you guys are so ready. If I give a pause, you guys are right there. Can Try you to be respectful. Oh, um, it's so much. You. It's, you said so much in there. I mean, that was a um, paragraph, dear. Yeah, that was a that was a lot. It's, it was so many things in there that can be take dissected. One of the things, though, I wanted to mention. Um, you, the last thing you talked about. Um, and that is when the contract is broken, it's broken. It doesn't matter which person broke the contract. When the contract is broken, both people are, are no longer obligated to that contract. The person that broke it True. and the person yeah. that, um, that was a part of the contract. Mm -hmm. let, me understand. Let, me, let me just, be, because I don't want to get way too far off, I want to explain. We are no longer under the obligation of that covenant, but... There is a difference between the person that breaks the covenant or the person that does not. And that is in the curse, I like to say consequence, but in the curse of breaking covenant, if it wasn't me that broke covenant, I get to still live within the blessing of that covenant, even though we're no longer in that, that covenant. Wow. If we take marriage again, as an example, person A says, I'm done with this, I'm out of here. And they leave and you're there like, well, you know, we should try, we should, you know, do it. No, I'm gone. And they leave. They break covenant. I am not under the curse of divorce. I am not under the curse of breaking covenant because I didn't break covenant. It was not my mm -hmm. intention to break covenant. It was the other person. So therefore, I still get to live under all of the blessings that come with being in covenant. Despite the fact that the other person broke that covenant. If it was me that broke the covenant, now I've got to expect consequences. Again, we know that under grace, we're not under the curse of the law, but there are consequences for our incorrect decisions. That's powerful. Really quick, Sonny says, and I'm glad that he's bringing this up, it can be difficult to challenge when church leaders change the rules to conform to societal norms instead of adhering to the tenets of the covenant which in turn leads others astray because of faulty leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, can't. Will you guys all speak to that? Because you all have experience in ministry much longer than I do. I would love for you to speak into this. <laughs> what I was saying, um, and I was going to actually hit on that, Dr. Uh, Henry, yeah. Deut Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessing and the cursing. Right. And then the first you have the listing of the blessings. If you do this, you'll receive all these blessings. About mm, 20 verses down, it starts, if you don't, 
you'll get all these curses. So uh, Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but I am the, I am the fulfillment of the law. So he fulfilled it. And that's why we received the grace. So in marriage, and I'll address the church leader thing in marriage with a person like in our state in Texas, there are so many different laws and they make you wait 30 days before divorce is final. That's giving the people the opportunity to see a marriage counselor and see if they can work out their differences. There's a such thing as irreconcilable differences, which means that the people just saying, well, we just can't work together. Not that someone went outside of the marriage, but however, infidelity is a number one cause of divorce. And in Texas, it's written off on in other states as well. Not all other states, but in Texas and some other states, it's written off. Okay, you were unfaithful to the marriage. You went outside of the marriage. You broke the covenant. Uh, you ha this person has grounds for divorce. And so they may get, you know, in Texas, you and don't get biblical. to get, and it's biblical. They, they, those laws were written on the principles or the foundation and the precipice of the Bible. And it is also written just to bring in the natural standpoint of that, that the person, that person automatically, the person that was not responsible for the infidelity, they automatically get first dibs on properties, monies, children, all of that. Okay. Now leadership in the church. If you're in a church where that person has left outside of God and let's say if there's elders that are, you know, they, if they're set up with an elders council, they may can go to them and talk to them. If they're not hearing it, get, do like, jo do like uh, Joseph, run, just run, just go somewhere else. Pray and say, Lord, who do you want me to send under? Because there's always been wicked kings. There's always been people that have left the faith and turned their backs on God. I mean, you look at Eli. He was a man of God, raised Samuel, but then he let his, his sons, uh, Hophni mm. and Phineas, do whatever they wanted to do. Saul mm. was following the Lord. And then he turned away from God and, and he was rejected as king, thus David being appointed. So you have so many different instances, uh, Ananias and Sapphira, they got all the way to bring in their offering and they decided to lie to the Holy Spirit. They had to die. So you have so many instances where leaders got off track. And so I advise anyone, because I was under an abusive leadership at one point. I was under someone that once walked with God. You did run well, but what he did you now that you don't run. I was under someone like that. And the Lord said, leave. Because you cannot change a person. You can pray the word of God over their lives. Not witchcraft prayers. You can pray the word of God the over their God. lives from a distance. The word of God from a distance. That's yeah. it. But you got to get out of there. Because yeah. whatever they got going on, you could become a part of it. And that spirit falls upon the people. There's so so much depth to that that I could really go into. But before the second time, I won't. Um, I'd love to have a private conversation that? with that person. What, so. what was that rule? Two minutes? Two seconds? Two, two. Yeah. Two, <laughs> Wasn't that from uh, the dating game? We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of follow up on that, but I'd really like to see or hear what Caroline has to say before, in case I veer off a little bit. Did you want to follow up on that at all? I wanted to talk about responsibility and the way you talked about responsibility, response and ability mm -hmm. and okay. how within a covenant there is your response and then there is your ability. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to bring it from another angle from what you kind of touched on it, but I want to emphasize on you're responding to something, but they're also you are responding within your abilities, the talents and the gifts that you're given. And no one is expecting you to go above and beyond what you have been given as your ability. And you don't have to do theatrics to make the covenant work. Uh, just do what you have been, been blessed or been gifted to do. And I'm speaking this in, in relation to, you know, like sometimes we get under leadership from different people and it could be, you know, it could be in business, it could be in uh, in ministry, it could be in any form of, of, of covenant or agreement that you, yes. you get yourself into. And you kind of respond to it and say, yes, I want to be in this agreement or covenant. And, you are, and, and, and sometimes there is that thing that pushes you to go above and beyond because it's cool to go above and beyond. And you wear yourself trying to go above and beyond. And I'm just speaking to anybody and also to myself that 
this thing that people say these days and more more during the COVID-19 time than any any other time, stick to your lane. You find a thing that you can do, stick to your lane, do it and do it well and do it with excellence. You don't have to prove anything to anybody of how committed you are to the covenant by trying to be everything. Find one thing that you're really good at and do it very well. That thing will open opportunities for you and your gift will open room or make room for you uh, in ways that you may never know. But if you are everywhere, then you kind of miss the point because you won't be thorough, you won't be excellent. That's just something that I was thinking. In covenant, as much as you want to get into covenant, remember, you have your response and you have your ability. Respond to it well and apply your abilities to it. And don't let someone else judge you. Yes. Or we shouldn't judge them. Yes. If that is your response, if that is your ability, then I need to forgive and I need to accept. Mm -hmm. Because that's the and other that's side that. of covenant. We need to work both sides of that. Mm. When it's time for me and I'm I'm responding with all of my ability, okay, I'm not Joshua, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but at that moment, it was my responsibility. So I yeah. responded with my ability. Right. But that doesn't mean now, you know, you were great. Joshua can come in and say, man, you sucked. Well, I can't oh. compare to Joshua. I, he didn't say that. I'm just saying. Yeah. My point is, in any team, oh God, we would have somebody say, "Well, man, come on, get with it. You can do yeah. better." Yeah. How do you? Maybe they are, and we need to have maybe that compassion. Yeah, doing their yeah. better. Yeah. Really quick, Christy says, "Yes, I run into covenants with others without enough information all the time because I want to help people so much, and then." Sometimes I'm like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> Seriously. That's me. A hundred. I am learning to stop and ask God if this is really something he wants me in mm -hmm. or just being emotionally affected by the story or circumstance and my compulsion to jump in regardless if I should be there or not. Wow. First of all, thank you for that. That was a vulnerable story. Yeah. And I completely oh. 100% relate to it. So Me too. Me too. I, yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. I think all of us, that's why we set boundaries. We'll help us one to another. So you get yeah. the question like, are you charging them for that? I get that. Um, well, you know, <laughs> they would have paid so-and-so such and such amount for that. It's like, ooh, you're right. You know, you need those kind of people in your life to tell mm -hmm. you, uh, if I were you, I'd rethink that. Are, do you have enough information to make that decision? My husband's mm -hmm. like that, so yes. thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see it. I don't see your question, honey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just, just come over here and ask it. She, doesn't want to be with me. she can just oh, come on the I'm camera and that. ask. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I can I go ahead and, and add one more thing to yeah, that comment? Yeah. But you know that going back to last, I think it was last week. Remember if it was last week, whenever it was, when we talked about self awareness, that is yeah. the importance of self awareness. Because mm. if that that's my tendency, I see a need, I just want to get involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to be self aware is like 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 she was hmm. beginning to realize i need to check wow. in with with the head of all of this is wow. this coming to me because this is my opportunity hmm. to get involved or is this mm. coming to me just for me to be aware mm. so i need to be self-aware i get mad when i offer my help to people because i know i can help them and they don't take me up on it I yeah, that's another rule i have I hear you. Seriously, i there's there's preachers and churches all across the world that i've reached out to and have helped in some capacity or have said hey i can really help you do what you need to do or what you're wanting to do and they blow me off and i have to really fight this like you know what i won't do that okay i can't i'm not even yeah. gonna say anything in my head but like yeah, I have to okay we got it now 
because like, and I can feel it in my spirit. Like you can help this person. Hmm. I don't okay. know what that's all about, but I get to work on that. Well, this is where you get to, again, a little bit of the self-awareness and are you in covenant with them? No. So really you don't have to feel that because they're not rejecting you. They're, there's nothing to reject. Yeah. You're not, you're not in covenant with him. You're not part of that team. Hmm. So they're not rejecting you. They're just rejecting your offer. Don't take it yeah. personally. It's them that will lose out. They're judging you based on something, but it has no effect on you because you're not in a team covenant with them. Makes sense to me. Remember when Jesus was healing people, he always asked them, do you want to be made whole? I know, it's a stupid question. It's, he do you always want asked them. It's like do you God want asking you, Caroline, do you need my help? Do you want like, it? Yeah, I need it. Like You wow. need it, but do you want it? That's the thing. Yeah, sometimes we got to get out of the way or we got to do something different for him to be able to help us. It's like the guy yeah. at, the, at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus yeah. said, do you want to be healed? Well, I just want to get in the water. Jessica Lynn has a question. Okay, yeah. Jessica Lynn. So we still got to get back to the other guy. I want one more thing on the leadership thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I haven't forgotten. Get to Jessica. How do you want to do it? Okay, go and finish the other guy's question first. Well, the other side of that with leadership, because when you know, I, growing up in church, also starting churches, being a pastor, I mean, I understand the responsibility of of the membership, that covenant that we go into when we, you know, when we go to become part of a church. And <clears throat> there are two things that happen. Sometimes leadership gets astray and we need to be aware of that. We just, we stay with them. We stay with them under our commitment to them, our agreement for as long as possible, because we still under under God's grace of that covenant. So I stay with them as long. But if they don't, because we're all human, we're going to, we may veer off, but we'll find our way back. If in time, they just keep going off, then you are you are not breaking that covenant to leave to go to another ministry or go to another church. They are, you know, they're making their stand. They're going that direction. The other thing we also have to remember is times change, seasons change, methods change. We have to, we have to be willing to say, are they doing this because... And again, it's that seeking God. And in the meantime, I'm staying in covenant. Are mm -hmm. they making these changes because times are changing, because mm -hmm. methods need to change? And mm -hmm. I'm the one that's not willing to change? Yeah. So it does get deep, but we have to look at all of those before we just say, you know, they're because that's where you get all these people that go to ch different church every year. They're mm -hmm. going to find out that church is not perfect. Yeah. You know, I heard this thing, you find the perfect church, don't go to it because it won't be perfect anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because you're going there, which is a good factor, mm -hmm. but it's that you're going to find out they're not as perfect as you think. Mm -hmm. So we just have to follow and, and, you know, follow that leading because covenant is, is all part of this. It's not just, you know, marriage and go ahead. Let's do uh, Jessica Lynn. So beautiful dress. I feel like you answered this, but who's in trouble if the party's subject to abuse in a marriage is the one that leaves the marriage. Mm -hmm. That well, covenant the, was broken. The covenant yeah. was broken by the with abuse. The, with the abuse. Mm -hmm. So that any made, any ties to it is broken. Because yeah. what's, in, what's in the agreement? The agreement says, I'm going to be here to help you, care mm -hmm. for you, protect you. I'm not doing that if I'm abusing you. Right. She says very important information. Okay. It would be better if you were saying this on camera. Uh, we, we heard her, I think. Oh, you could hear her? Man, this yes. microphone's good. Okay, cool. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. You see, religion has thrown that on us. That, that, that doesn't come from, you know, our, our Pharisee of pharisaical thinking has, has, has not allowed us to accept the things that happen in life that are out, out of the, the norm. And when things like this happen and they happen, it's just too unfortunate, but we can't be bound up in a relationship or a covenant or team that is breaking all the rules. Mm. 
where the covenant's been broken. We need to find our way into the relationships that are helping and feeding every joint supplies, one, um, you know, serving one another. I, there's a lot we could get into. Obviously, that's not the ultimate purpose, but I, I hope that helps. I think um, Dr. Ruth had something to add to that. I was just going to say um, with with marriage, because we're on this subject. And of course, that's that's my my that's my baby. Um, one of the things about marriage and I and I want people to really to really examine is the scripture says, let every man that let God be true and every man a lie. And that's that's King James. But if you go back, look at the original text and how that breaks down is that if a person says something that's against what the word of God is saying, then whatever they're saying, it's null and void. And so let's bring that with the covenant of the marital agreement. And we think about the, the uh, common vows. Um, mm -hmm. It says that they're not to be entered into lightly. In other words, in all of your getting, get an understanding. Before you say, I do, get a full understanding of what you are saying, I do too. And it's yeah. not saying, I'm saying, I do to you taking away my identity, beating me to a pulp, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. I'm not saying, I do to abuse. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I do to love, cherish, mm -hmm. honor, in sickness and in health, richer and poor forsaking all others until death do us part until we leave this earth whether together separately however i'm saying that i'm sticking with these vows that i'm making to you before the presence of almighty god so i'm not just making a commitment to you as a spouse i'm making that commitment before and to god that i'm going to take this precious being that you're giving me and I'm going to love and see to the needs of them in this covenant, be it male and or female. And there's, of course, different different uh, roles that each person plays as far as their gender is and concerned. And different types of abuses. And that's why I mentioned mental, physical, emotional, yeah. spiritual, financial. From male or female, yes. From male or female. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no differentiation there. There's That's no right. Jew or Greek, male or female there. If you abuse, That's you right. abuse. It doesn't matter. That's right. And if That's that abuse is it's being broken. That's when it's being broken. And if you formally sever it because there is, that person does not want to change, if the Lord has saying, has given you indication or, or information that they do not want to change, you are free to go and formally break it. Not go with someone else first, but break it and then... <laughs> Yes, because this is some of the things that I see and hear mm -hmm. and I want to it's bring already, clarity. Already connected up here, over here, living with somebody else. You can't do that because then you're just, you committed now adultery. You are yes, mm -hmm. now you're breaking yes. covenant as well. Yes, yes, yeah. Covenant's never meant a thing to me for years. I have to mute you, Caroline. I'm sorry, your typing is coming out on the microphone. Oh, Okay. I didn't mean to call you out. <laughs> I'm actually, it's, I, I'm not typing. It's someone else in the room that's typing. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <Loud>. <laughs> that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing computer games, so. Oh, yeah. God. I'm like, <laughs> that's how you know it's live. <laughs> yes. We don't edit this out. Um, this is real. No, <laughs> for real? Did you say for real? Oh my God! Is that for real put together? <laughs> There's something to say that, like this, the when a covenant, like knowing in your heart that you're entering a covenant, like Jessica and I's covenant together, means more to me than any covenant I've ever made. But before, I was just like, yeah, I can always get divorced. Like I was always wishy-washy, halfway in, halfway out, always still looking, even as married. She like, tamed that tiger. Go on, Jessica. I don't know if ever, 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 ever. Like, oh, my gosh. In my mind. But that was, I mean, but again, honoring my word, none of that stuff really had value to me until I truly truly gave my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. Like I made the commitment with the relationship, but it was through the commitment to seeking Jesus daily 
that I learned the importance of a relationship and, and, and entering that covenant with Jesus and that commitment. And I, and I, I say this a lot, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. And my relationship with Jesus looks a lot like my relationship with Jessica. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that blasphemous to say that? No, no, that's that's exactly correct. That's what, it's the way it's supposed to be. Okay, I didn't know, but that's like no. I, I, we've been thinking about that. It's like in the way mm -hmm. I see her kids, which I look at them as my kids. Like they I, are. I look at that as like that's part of the covenant deal, man. You got it all. Oh, that's super cool! I didn't even know. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm still learning all this stuff. So I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, the thing I think I I, I blame religion for so many things. Because mm. that really was Jesus's number one enemy, more than mm. Satan was religion. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Satan is the father of all lies. Religion mm -hmm. is the one who robs, steals, and, and mm -hmm. still can you say that destroy. again? Can you say that again? Religion steals, kills, and destroys. That's what Jesus was referring yes. to in John. The the enemy. The devil, Satan, he is the father of lies. So lies yeah. work really well with religion. And so the religious people, religion in itself, the pharisaical mentality being stuck in the ABC, black and white law, it's this way or the highway, it was really Jesus' number one enemy. He spoke to demons and they left. Mm -hmm. He spoke over and over and over to Pharisees and they still, only a couple of them really got on board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, because of religion, we look at covenant as negative. We look at it as binding. We look at it as restricting. And it's absolutely the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's it's liberty. It's blessing. It's, it's, it's you know, in, it's prosperity. It's abundance because it comes from God. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we can't understand covenant is until we do have a relationship with Jesus and mm -hmm. we're our Christ followers, then we can begin to understand covenant. But outside of that, we'll never be able to. It'll always appear negative. That is crazy. I've never made that connection before. That's real I mean, talk. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy. I'm sorry. I feel like they don't teach you that in church. <laughs> Not in most. Well well, I bet you you do, right? Depends. Yes. <laughs> Depends on which church you go to. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, we thought you were saying something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, John chapter 8, 23 says, Jesus said, you're tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You live in terms of what you see and touch. I'm living in other terms. I told you that you were missing God in all this. You're at a dead end. If you won't believe I am who I say I am, you're at the dead end of your sins. You're missing God in your lives. And he was talking to the Pharisees. He told them, you can't handle the truth. That's in John chapter 8. He said, you can't handle the truth because you don't see that I'm the truth standing in front of you. In the earlier part of that chapter, he was telling them that you without sin cast the first stone. You know, you have no reason to judge this woman. How do you know what she was doing anywhere? Anyways, where were you? You must have been in there. You must oh, yeah. have been in there with her to know she was in there doing what she shouldn't have been doing. Because you had to be able to see her firsthand. And he's saying, and he was telling them, he said, you're so caught up in what she's doing. You're missing the grace that I'm providing. Mm -hmm. And that's what religion does. Religion binds. And religion tells you you're not good enough. And religion tells you that I know what you did last night. And that disqualifies you. And the Bible says, uh, Jesus told, told us all that I, am, I have come that you can have life more abundantly. I came to set the captives free. I came to make you free. And if I make you free, and that's 832, then you're free indeed. It doesn't matter what you did. I, yeah. It's under the blood. I don't see it anymore. I don't mm -hmm. see it anymore. Just just walk free. You want to be mm -hmm. made whole? Walk free then. Get up and go. And that's, that's yeah. the difference. <clears throat> that's the covenant agreement that God made with us when Jesus, Jesus did what he did for us by giving his life and rising yeah. again and, and, mm -hmm. and for our sins. You know, and that's what abolishes the, really the purpose of the Pharisees. Yes. Because, you know, they they enjoyed being the, 
the go-to guy. Hey, you can't make a decision until you come to me. And too unfortunate, many pastors today still carry that pharisaical mentality. Come to me and I will discern for you what you need to do. Well, then we don't need the Holy Spirit because if I got you, I don't need the Holy Spirit. But that's not how it works. Okay. Any guilt that I had about my my live last night has just gone away. Good. Perfect. I, I went right like at that issue. A hard mm. And I'm so happy that you're speaking to this. Because I, I, I feel led to like things are on my heart and I'm going, is this right? Is this like, am I okay feeling this way? And I just sit on it and sit on it and it starts burning a fire in me. And then I'm finally let it out. And they're like, Ooh, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that out loud. But it, thank you. That was the confirmation I was looking for. Okay. Carry it out. What, what specifically? What was your confirmation? Repeat it for everybody else in your words. Not well, mine. I just would like it really, you kind of need to watch the whole live to get the context of it. But it just talking, it went back to one of my original points about the relationship being personal and us going to other people like the Pope to confess our sins. And I'm not going to mm -hmm. go into a Catholicism rant, but even, but even pastors I'm, today, evangelical pastors still have that. Yeah, air that that sense about them, and it's not necessarily their fault. It's the way they were trained as well. Sure, but even the other thing too is with right now one of the biggest. Uh, do I have that that Bible verse up still? I don't. Um, but one of the things that we are really struggling with, like we we look at the world and the world is in chaos, but there's no greater example of chaos than within our own faith. Like no one agrees on anything. And then and then, then the judgment and the, the we, we cannot speak to other people's circumstances. We can't like we, we keep even as Christians, we find ourselves pointing the finger at people that join certain groups in March or we, we, we go and like I spoke out against this and I don't know what you guys think about this. But like I think people going out and marching outside of abortion clinics. And even though I don't support abortion, going out and shaming other people outside of abortion clinics, to me, is not what Jesus would be doing. Right. How do you shame the woman? Scared people from, 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 our, from, from G none of that is Jesus. That's right. None of that is. And I, again, I went, I went pretty deep in it. We don't have the time for that now, but, you, you, to me, you just brought it all back home to the importance of that personal relationship. And the closer that we are to Jesus, the more alive the Spirit is inside of us to discern us, to guide us, to 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 free us, to allow us to to know the path to walk on, the decisions to make. And then we can go to other people, maybe for confirmation. But seeking man to be our guide is the worst thing to do. Hmm. I no, love uh, it. Um, what I will, I will give a small support for pastors right now. <laughs> small one in that, you know, the, the whole reason for our local church is those people of like mind of like culture come together. They support one another. And that, that spiritual leader, that pastor has an identity with them. I, if I'm a pastor of this group, I can't speak to what they're doing. And that's been the problem. I'm speaking to how they're doing things. Well, I don't know their culture. I don't know the society in which they live in. Mm -hmm. I can only lead my flock. And when Jesus said, when he speaks that his sheep know his voice, what they did back then is several um, shepherds, would build a thing and they would bring all of their sheep together at night and they would take turns protecting it. But when they got up in the morning to go out to pasture, one mm. would go out and he would start talking. His sheep would follow would him. Follow him. Mm. The next mm. guy would go out and his sheep would follow him because they know his voice. Mm -hmm. That's the example that we have of pastoring today is I can't pastor the whole world because I don't have an in-touch reality with everybody's culture. I only have an in-touch reality with the people whom I do life with.
Yeah. And the whole thing is we just train you. We train you and the biggest thing as a pastor, I'm a pastor, the biggest thing I do is I tell the people 2 Timothy 2, 2 15. You mm -hmm. study. You show yourself approved sure. to God mm. because you are a workman. I, I'm only here to be an example, to tell you to follow me as I follow Christ. If I get off, you're not obligated to follow me. Now, you can't set up a rebellion in the church, but you're not obligated to follow me. And yeah. so as a plug in for leaders as well, because this this is one of the things that I do in my business in this image consulting firm is I am here for leaders because understanding the pressure of being in leadership. You have the pressure of walking in an honest life and not think of your, thinking of yourself higher or lower, but just as God sees you. And sometimes that's a challenge when a person really doesn't know who they are. They're in leadership, but they may not know who they are. So it's hard for them to teach someone else who they are. But you can always go back to the word of God and teach the people how to study it. Don't call yeah. me when your cat is stuck in a tree. I taught you. <laughs> I taught you. I taught you how to go to God for yourself. That That's it. That's <laughs> it. So you don't have to call me at midnight and say, hey, Pastor Pray Charles, yeah. can you come help me? No, because you, you know how to call down heaven and fire for yourself like Elijah did. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do I have one more comment, Joshua? Yeah. Because this really helped me, and it's not been that long ago that I heard this. And it come from a, uh, one of my mentors. You know, we are not responsible. Uh, let me say it this way. We share what we know to be the reality of God's truth. But what I say, can is I, I'm not responsible to change the way you think, and nor does my words change the way you think. Until you receive them, you believe them, you speak them to yourself, you will convince yourself. Mm. I share the truth of what I know to be the truth, and when that becomes truth to you you will speak it to yourself mm. you will listen to yourself long before you listen to me mm -hmm. that's good my, own, my only responsibility is to share what i know to be the truth and then once it becomes your truth then you will believe it you won't believe it because i believe it you got to believe it because you believe it that's so good so uh, as we're wrapping up what i would like to do because every person here has I mean, they don't, this is not what they do. <laughs> Society of Kingdom Minds is just um, something that we're blessed to get to do, but each and every one here has uh, a career in, in how they serve the world. So I would like for you all to each plug your business, your ministries, what you do, um, and how people can learn more about what you do. And uh, Caroline, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um I am the founder of the NGO Whisperer. I work with nonprofits. I help them in six different ways. You can reach us at ngowhisperer.com to learn more about how we can help your nonprofit. And Dr. Ruth? I'm Ruth Charles. Uh, you can go to drruthcharles.com. That's Dr. Ruth Charles, it's spelled <laughs> the way it sounds, .com. You can also go to Spotify, Anchor, or any uh, podcast uh, platform to find That's Kingdom Living. I actually talked about some of our topics on yesterday uh, in Ooh. my podcast. Yeah, and I'm on social media as Dr. Ruth Charles, and you can find me there. I'm also the assistant pastor of Movements of God International Church, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Thank you, Dr. Ruth. Dr. Henry. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I know. Are you serious? I've Give interviewed me a break. Many times. I think I know what uh, you do better than you do. I think so. <laughs> uh, I, I am probably first and foremost within my heart um, uh, an advocate for the, on the injustice. I'm a missionary. I'm a mission, uh, mission purpose mentor. Um, I do some coaching as well but normally it comes back to what's your purpose what's your life and um i i help primarily christian leaders but pretty much any ngo uh, uh leaders to help develop a strategy i'm a strategist so i find strategies for people to be able to implement new new plans for themselves 
Yeah, and I the work that he does uh, in Honduras is with Tree of Life Ministries is un, unbelievable. So mm-hmm. I've been blessed to be able to. I I haven't been there yet. Cannot wait to go serve there. But um, really excited. All three of you guys and what you do, and of course, you know, Pastor Carlos is amazing. Wish he was here. Um, but I, I, I just to me, it's a blessing to get to do this every week with you guys, and I learn something from each and every one of you and. Actually, one of the cool things this uh, today, like we, the audience was dropping knowledge too. So, Sunny, yeah. uh, Jessica, Christy, yes. you guys, mm-hmm. Kelly, thank you, um, mm-hmm. thank you all for watching, and whoever's watching on the Live Model Worldwide Network, thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited uh, for our foundation today. We have um, the Live Model Worldwide Foundation. We today, or not today, the other day, um, one of the benefits of being ill for the last few weeks is a lot of creative time. Um, and we are launching Voices for the Voiceless, which is our- um, I'm really, really excited about it. Just being able to work with youth programs around the world and teaching yes. them all things media, marketing, brand development, uh, and offering vision consulting, just to be Beautiful. able to, um, look, I, 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 I'm a walking testimony of what having a voice will do. And mm-hmm. God is so great for that. Um, anyway, so I'm blessed for that. And you can learn more about what we do at livemonaworldwide.org. Guys, thank you. God bless you all. I look forward thank to seeing you. you next Friday. And uh, ciao for now. Ciao. <laughs> ciao. Bye-bye. Bye.